Welcome to the Countdown Podcast. We're going to review Mandalorian Season 3 for your asses. My name is Wayne. And my name is Paul. Strange with them for this third season, as Wayne has just said, of this, well, generally, at least up until this point, well-received oh, shit. TV series, which is written or created by John Favreau and stars Pedro Pascal. This third season stars Katie Sackhoff as well. It's another eight episodes, which range between around about 32, 33 minutes. And I think the longest one was closer to about 55, 56 minutes really? for the third episode. And it finished screening on April 19th, 2023. And this season came out almost two or two years and three months after Mandalorian season two, with the gap in between filled in by episodes from the book of Boba Fett. Which is so weird. Yeah, it was very, very strange and maybe speaks to some of the problems with that particular yeah, yeah. Show, Wayne. Wait, what is right, Wayne? I think I was trying to say. Mm-hmm. What is Mandalorian season three about? Okay, so as far as I can tell, <laughs> it's um, it is about essentially bounty hunter Din Djarin, the Mandalorian, traveling to Mandalore, the now like buggered up Mandal- Mandalore, to redeem his past transgressions of taking off his mask, and he takes his adopted son Grogu, and then he's aided at some stages on the journey by fellow Mandalorian Bo-Katan Crowers. And then some other shit happens, <laughs> is all I can say. <laughs> yeah. Well, be, let's give a vague yeah. general sort of feelings of the show. Maybe talk very briefly about what we liked and didn't like, but without talking about anything to the storyline. Then we'll hit the spoiler button and then we'll get into it. Brilliant. Into really spoiling shit from there across all eight episodes. This is a review of the whole season. So if you are interested and if you have to see the end of The Mandalorian or even started it, please be warned. Wayne, what did you think of, generally speaking, this third season? Look, first of all, I'll take any Star Wars I can get. I'm that guy. Paul is really? not that guy. Yes, I will. Even now. Even now. Even, even now. after Return of Skywalker and the Book of Boba Shit. And- well, I'm always going to be interested in what they do because... Here's the thing. What was it? The Return of Your Mom? What is it? The fucking... The last Return Star Wars Return of Skywalker? Movie? The Rise of Skywalker. Oh, right? that one too. Yeah. <laughs> that one. So memorable. That was my least favorite fucking Star Wars. Forget mm-hmm. about it. It was shit. So... Up till then, I was in. And I'm still in because I'm looking at all these TV shows. Now, the Obi-Wan... And this is what I find is happening with these Star Wars TV shows. Obi-Wan was crap, but it had some good bits in it. Yep. All right? I'd agree. Um, I, Book of Boba Fett was, was crap, fine. but it had some amazing bits in it. Yeah. Like, the, the Luke shit was a fucking amazing... The Luke shit should happen here in this show. So, I don't know what the fuck... But in like, Book of Boba Fett, you got Luke training Grogu. Bitch, please. <laughs> it was awesome, right? And so, we had... And, and he looked hey, way better. Hey, fuck off. Bitch, please. Okay, That's much more fine, like it. Okay. Fine. So that was all wicked. And frankly, and even the Ahsoka Tano show, all that stuff's in there, right? So that uh, was great. I know you don't care. Here's the thing. You're going to always care less than me, right? Uh, absolutely. So, this is much more your wheelhouse than it is mine. Right. So now we come to this season three of Mandalorian. And I'll say to you straight up, definitely one of the most meandering seasons. There's like threads that don't go anywhere. Mm. There's a whole diversionary episode where no one's in it, but like new crackers. Um, it's not quite true, but I know almost, what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. I actually did like that episode, I will say this. The Doctor the Pershing episode. I did not. You did not. Okay. So what I will say to you is that every time I turn on the Mando episode, whatever is happening, even if I think it's not all in service of the plot or the or the through line of the plot, it is still enjoyable for me. I do love seeing this shit and I do love the throwbacks. And let's face it, Star Wars is driven by nostalgia. That shouldn't be the case because it's got all new material and it should appeal to a new audience. But for these types of shows that are set in that, like you know, right after the right after Return of the Jedi, before the, the you know the, the Force Awakens, that area is still very rich for me for you to show me an old ass like Tatooine or these animals or these creatures that were always there. I love all that shit. So overall, 
I'm still in. I'm still watching it. But this was the least good season of all the three. Okay, so this is your least favourite of the three. I think so. Want to get into the critical response now? Please. On Rotten Tomatoes, this still has an approval rating of 86% based on 225 like reviews, 7.55 yep. out of 10. I don't know if that's talking about the whole season, though, as yeah, Metacritic has this as a weighted score of 70 out of 100 based only on 14 critics. I'm not sure how we get there. Yeah, look, I'm a little bit like you. Mm. I think this is the worst season of The Mandalorian so far. However, I liked it much more than I was expecting to. Oh, yeah, I didn't I, expect that. I was really wavering around the third episode like, uh, for reasons that I need to get into when we talk about the plot mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the spoiler section. Mm-hmm. But... It was an odd start. But... There are some really satisfying, particularly aerial battle scenes in the first half of the show. Dude. They're really well filmed Best and put together. The relationship between Dindaran yep. and Grogu is still delightful. Absolutely. And I love it. a little bit of development for Grogu through the course of this season too, which is welcomed. I enjoyed sort of a couple of the back episodes, I want to put it that way, in terms of the fights and the the action. I guess that's what I'm saying here. The action's fun and enjoyable. Yeah, it's shot well. Yeah, you can see what's going on for the most part in most of these things. So, I don't know. I know I've heard through circles whispers online from other podcasters that we know and then also more broadly that this seems to have not been well received at all, but I'm I'm surprised. Really? Because it's more of the same, just not quite as good. I've only heard reports on reports. I've never heard actually someone or anything or seen anyone saying this exactly is wrong because of that. I've heard that some of the fans are revolting. But then again, Star Wars fans are the biggest cunts on the planet. Well, this is more of the same. It's just not quite as good. Here's what happens, right? I think the problem with this is like if you look at the... First of all, the season finale of this thing... Say what you want about this season. It ended strong as fuck, I think. And, right? and without getting into spoilers, yeah. could probably just end there and never get another episode of this and it would be fine. Perhaps. What do you yeah, They wrapped everything up. It's done. As far, if they left it alone right there and then, that's okay. That's the end of The Mandalorian. That This is setting up for the very next thing. Like this, Not really. You reckon? No. Literally. If they just end up the, like this. The final I'm, shot. I'm going to wait for the new ex- adventure to come along. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah. ah, it's and open. We'll, it should be put we'll, that way. We need to get away from okay, that. Okay, we'll get away from that. <laughs> but like, the, the problem with this episode is if for the first season and probably the second season, all the way through the episodes, right, there was a common bad guy that there was sort of, or at least a common threat, purpose, something that they were heading towards. Well, the first season the was end, about him trying to, w- w- saving the kid and then trying to work out what to do with the kid. Right, but the kid was there the whole time, mm-hmm. right? Same with the other thing. Like with, I can't remember the exact like machinations of the second season, but it seemed to be more co- together. This one here... You look at the last episode, right, and the way it ended, and I almost could say, I don't know why we needed any of those other episodes to get us there, especially with, like, the beginning. We'll get into this, but the beginning few episodes of this one, Mando has, like, oh, I really need to get this thing done, and then it's like, nah, no, I don't really need it. Nah, I need it. Nah, and it's just, like, sort of, it, and then it meanders, and then it becomes that whole episode where there's no, there barely anything at all. There's some real meandering moments where they padded out this mm-hmm. season, unquestionably. They had enough story, I think, for five, maybe six episodes, and they got it to eight. This is why I think that a little bit of this season feels like it's kind of building on whatever is going to happen next. The next bad guy is going to be Thrawn. You familiar with Thrawn? I'm not sure about that. He's going to pop up in Ashoka. Yeah, and I think we're we're actually they're trying to make Thrawn happen. I think that what happens is because he's a really cool bad guy. He's got a green face, and he's like this strategic person. Uh-huh. And he, I know I don't watch Clone Wars, and I didn't watch whatever the other one. No, was. No, but they should be able Rebels. to introduce him well here. Okay, so like the idea here is that he is the 
this dude who's from this particular race, and he inserted himself into the empire just to actually figure out what it was like. But because he's the world's greatest strategist, 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 who um, he's always ten moves ahead of everyone. He just rose through the ranks of the empire and became general motherfucker, right? Grand admiral, grand admiral. There you go, right? So that's obviously why Ahsoka is about in this setting, and there's a little bit of that peppered throughout here. So I believe they're sort of setting up. Ashoka, sorry if I offended anyone there. Is it Ahsoka? Or Ashoka? I think you're right, Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Yeah, whatever. Ahsoka something. Uh, so there's all of that, but like, um, yeah, like I said, because there's so many episodes that don't deal with Mando, that just makes the ending mean less and less. And I think that's what the fanboys are pissy about. But then again, they're gonna be pissy about everything <laughs> because Star Wars fans are all cocks. Now, well, that's not true because then you'd be calling yourself a cock. I am but. a cock, but I'm not like <laughs> these guys. So. You know, yeah, I don't know, there's always a rabid fan base of anything, which is just if you don't do Here's exactly the what they if want. If there was no internet, it would be fine, Paul. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> well, probably would still be doing it, but it's raging at nothing. Exactly. Yes. Uh, all right. Look, I think that's a general sense of we both liked it. Maybe you more than me because you're more of a Star Wars, as yeah. you say, fan person than I am. But overall, I thought it was still well worth watching, and I powered through. I think. Seven of the last eight episodes, or seven of the eight episodes inside a week. Is that a good thing, though, that these are generally half hour-ish to 40 minute episodes? Uh, I say a couple of them were borderline 50, 55. Yeah. I think the third episode in particular was closer to an hour. I'm like, ugh. But let's get into that on the other side of the spoiler warning where we're going to talk all about the plot developments. You can't handle the truth! And the truth is, the fan people who are frothing about this being terrible, I'm not sure I understand. I can understand you saying... It's not as good, and I would have liked a bit more of what we had last couple of I seasons. Think that's what it is. But to say it's crap, fuck this place, it's so boring, I can't deal with it. What the fuck? Come on. No, Come no. On. And, it's, and, and I, honestly, I don't know that everyone does feel that way. It's just that. Not everyone. I've, but that's once I've heard a bit yeah, of that, which yeah. it does surprise me. The first step is fine. Great ba- battle with the monster to start things off. I thought. Really cool. If we sort of work our way through the episodes. Yeah. If that's all right. Absolutely. Sort of look at it that way. I did. Begin to feel by the fourth episode, which was called The Foundling, where one of the young Mandalorians who are going through training gets taken by... I'm like, this is a really shit place to set up your, your, your base. You keep getting attacked by all these fucking monsters. <laughs> no, and it's right and, outside the cave. And you, you haven't worked out how to protect anyone from anything. That's one of the many instances, I will say. There's a lot of convenient riding moments in... Whoop, Sorry. Wayne smashes his keyboard smashes in. Smashes his keyboard back but would you say though that the if you're going to explain that that they're in this shitty place with hostile fucking like river animals fucking yeah. right outside the front, is it a, a commentary on we've lost our home and we now have to hole up in any old shitbird place? That you're fucking- trying to tell me in this entire fucking galaxy <laughs> that this is the one place you can hole up safely and securely and no one's going to find you because maybe the idea is that no one does go there because it's such a shit yeah, hole I get that. and that's where they. But they can- don't have it fucking right next to the water. But you want water nearby. Yeah, so you nearby. Can... Yeah, okay. So this thing can't come bouncing out well, of the water and attack everyone. Water, yes, know? but there could have been caves there anywhere. I'll tell you what's a bigger problem. They're all doing their training out in the midday sun in these fucking Mandalorian yes. outfits. And my that episode you talked about where like there's a young... Yeah, the foundling, yeah. I really didn't enjoy Din Djarin being a fucking soccer dad saying, no, no, let my son fight this guy. They'll see all that. You know, I'm like, yeah. shut the fuck up. He's a fucking, he's a fucking jelly bean. It's baby Yoda. I know he's technically 50 years old and older than you and me. But he's still a child in that race's thing, so yeah. quit pushing him to try and kill motherfuckers, Din Djarin. Well, it wasn't kill, it was defeat. This little motherfucker shouldn't have been taken on an adolescent child with flamethrowers. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm not a parent. No, so, not even um, an adolescent. That small child can't speak yet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but like the other kid was adolescent, right? He's like 15, Yes, the right? other kid was. Yeah. Well, I don't know if he's that old, but yeah. Whatever. And he's yeah. the one that ultimately got taken, I think. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. By the... the 
pterodactyl type Thingy. creature. And that episode was directed by Carl Weathers, a small aside. Oh, really? Action Jackson. So getting his, uh, not just in front of the camera, getting his groove on behind it as well. The second episode, here's where I'm like, okay. So he goes to Bo-Katan at the end of the first episode and says, hey, I want to bathe in the waters or whatever the hell it's yeah, called to yeah. allow myself to be once again, you know, one with the way and, and be able to retake the creed and everything else. She's like, oh, I don't care. Everyone's left me because I don't have the dark saber, which you took. Yes. All right. So off he goes. And not once, not uh, twice in this episode, he gets saved from certain death by her. So much so, I'm like, so, because she took the Darksaber and kicked the shit out of that pretty creepy looking Yeah, thing that, 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 that thing was that that arachnoid kind of Stephen jump King in. shit with the eye yeah, and shit. That was cool. That was a cool, I thought you'd like good that. Good monster design. Well done. Well played. And Grogu, smart, can't speak, but smart enough to fly a fucking spaceship back to somewhere they've been to before. That doesn't work for me. No, no. He told the droid. Okay. And that's what those those are astromech droids. That the whole point is they navigate. Oh, uh, okay, fair enough. Get, go get Bo-Katan, bring it back. All right, yeah. I'll take that one, that that criticism aside or away. By the way, that droid, the cowardly droid, gee, that started getting old by the last. Okay, episode. so R four, I think, is that R five, R five, right? So he's the one that appeared in Star Star Wars. Whoop de doo! Oh, shut up, motherfucker! It's important because here's the thing: the idea that they put in here is that. You won't remember this, but in Star Wars, Luke and Owen and all that shit, they go to the Jawa place whoop, to buy whoop, whoop. it. Yes. This is one that goes backwards or whatever. Yes, they go to the Jawa place and they buy a droid. Now, they initially pick R5, but then as they walk away with him, he blows up or something. Like his head blows up. And they go, no. hey, this one's broken, you fat cunt. And so they go, oh, well, <laughs> exactly we'll, what they we'll say. take the blue one instead. And that's when R2 comes. But this is after all those films. So this is, he's been fixed. No, this is before. No. Sorry. Yeah. No, this is after that. So that yes. means, yeah, yeah. So here's the thing. So this is the R5 from Star Wars. Now, it has been revealed that R5, who is cowardly or whatever, it has been suggested that he blew his own stack because he knew, because R2-D2 said to him, I need to go with these people because I need to be their droid and I need to... Get- hey, motherfucker, that's important, y'all! What's up, baby? So anyway, there's that. But okay, forget all that, Paul. The real issue with the droids and these first two episodes are Din Djarin comes to fucking, you know, Carl Weathers' Man. crib, yep. right? And he's like... See this this droid that you've got a statue of here? I need that exact droid to do some shit because I trust him because he blew himself up to fucking save everyone. So they try and rebuild that droid and they take the little little motherfuckers that are trying to make, you know, mm. the little... And then the next episode, it's like, no, nah, I'll just take R5. <laughs> I'm like, wait, you spent quite a bit of time saying that this droid was very important and I know it, comes, called, back it comes back later, but it's not, it's like, I'm like, there was a lot of time you just spun your wheels and then R5 comes up anyway and he turns out to be a bit of a fucking bitch. But then he does actually <laughs> open like gates and shit. So he's all, you know. Eventually. Yeah. Look, first of all, I need to say this to you, right? Him using that Naboo fighter instead of that big transport that he had before is ridiculous. If I was the Mandalorian, okay, I would need a ship that is go. also a house. Like the other one, the first one. You can't sit around in this sports car through the universe. Where are you going to sleep, Mando? Grogu hasn't even got space to take shit. So, like, I don't even understand what that's about. Well, my assumption is that it, this thing moves so fast, it just, boom, it's there. Because it still flies need to through. sleep somewhere. Yeah, well, it's true. They do need to sleep, sleep somewhere. Oh. I guess they port in or call into any port that they want to to do that. Yeah, but what if he's out of Beskar? I don't know. It's like, it's a weird thing. Like, I, I just think that, like, if it makes sense for you to have a house like, like a, like a. Thank God, like the show, we're, we're not getting hung up on small details. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
okay. So, uh, yeah. So that's the second episode. Right. He does bathe in the waters. He gets dragged. Now, I, I was uncertain here. Did he get dragged no. down? He's, he's like a dickhead. He walked off the edge and sunk like a whore. But then why did he sink like a stone, right? And not be trying to save himself? When you, like, I'm pretty, I'm sorry. I know you're bathing in the waters, but you don't just fall to the bottom and then just sit there going, oh, doo, 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 drowning. Yeah. His jetpack. That was weird. Yeah, that was weird. And then Bo Katan so took she, a long time to get. She saves him again. She jumps out. She, she sees, sees the fucking. The mythosaur or mythosaur. whatever it's called. The idea being that that's their totem or fucking whatever, right? Uh, and then you never starts, see it again. She start, no, you do. It, it opens its eyes later on. In that in episode? Episode 7 or episode 8. Can't remember which one it was. Oh, does it? Yep. Oh, okay. So it's still down there. It's well, still I alive. thought she was going to... The reason she didn't tell Bo-Katan that she saw it down there was she was going to use them. This she didn't is, tell Bo-Katan? You mean? Bo-Katan, sorry, she didn't tell Mandalorian yep. that she saw that. She said, what did you see? Because I didn't see anything. She's like, okay, cool. And she doesn't say anything. The idea being that I think... Everyone thought that she was going to eventually ride that creature because it's the totem for the entire race. Well, no. It, what it did was start her on the spiritual journey to reconnect her to the side of the, the creed or whatever you call it, the, the more superstitious people. So now she, eventually, she's offered by whatever the armorer's name is, the armorer yeah, maybe. Armor, yep. She's told, you need to lead us because you can walk between both that's sides right, of right. the Mandalorians, which, which is, is what fine. she proceeds to do. So that's all fine. I, I enjoyed all that part and it's interesting in a way that, Almost this becomes a bit Mad Max Fury Road-esque because now Mando, even though he's the titular character, he's kind of the the 2IC. He's, he's supporting Bo-Katan on her journey. And here we run into a problem, right. Paul, because this whole Darksaber thing has been a thing from the beginning, mm-hmm. right? And uh, we, no, from, was it, was it in the one. first season one? When, when, when fucking, Moff Gideon, yes, Moff yeah. Gideon gets out, right? Yeah, episode four, I think, somewhere. So then it's the lore is that, okay, because Bo-Katan lost the fucking Darksaber and the Mandalorians are so stupidly religious that anyone who's got it is automatically their god, including Darth Maul. In the, in the, in the, he, he used to have the, the Darksaber right. and the man, some Mandalorians followed him. They're the ones with the horns on. Anyway, okay, so fine. Bo-Katan was supposed to try and get it back in challenge and I thought that what would happen this season is since the Mando still has the Darksaber there would be some sort of a fight between him and Bo-Katan, and then she would get it back, but he wouldn't die. I don't know how it would work, right? Mm-hmm. Instead, he just explains it away. He goes to all the Mandalorians and says, hey, you know, she saved me with this thing, so doesn't this now belong to her? And they're like, okay. I'm like, yo! Well, no, it actually kind of worked for me, because I remember writing, my note at the end of episode two was, so where's the dark saber now? Because she picked it up and killed this creature thing we talked about with it. And then I don't recall. Maybe there was a scene I no, just he missed. He picked it. it up again. Oh, he did. Okay, I missed that shot. So I'm like, "Where's, where's the dark saber now?" And he didn't pull it out until the episode where they were the Jack Black fucking ridiculously shit episode. <laughs> the Jack Black episode where it was complete and utter filler. That was the worst episode of the season. I didn't mind that episode at all. So stupid. <laughs> I like Jack Black. Well, we're not allowed to go talk to the Mandalorians over there until we help this place. Like, fuck off. That should have been just cut. This should have been seven episodes. Do you know what that was? That was Law and Order SVU. Oh, That's God, what that terrible. was. They were just like, it was just them walking around going, hmm. They were even talking to a worker who's actually doing, that's a Law and Order trope. It's like, hey, while you're hosing the tires or whatever, ding, can you tell ding, me about ding, this ding, guy? Ding, 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 right? And so, yeah, that was it. But I was like, ah, uh, is this like a procedural now? Oh, it's stupid. I don't know. No I didn't, place in the I, space. I didn't Western. mind it, but I understand why people didn't yeah. like it. But here's the other thing though, Paul. Instead of Din Djarin actually saying, to, like, you know, oh, doesn't this now belong to her? And then that's the transition. Like, oh, okay. And now the Darksaber. He was waiting for that moment, was he? Or was it that he, he could have done it any episode up till yeah. now? Or as soon as he walked in, he could have done it. He's working out whether she's a good enough leader. And by this point in proceedings, he decides she is. She just saved his vagina. And also, 
nothing happened between her saving him and them coming to the. I don't know. Was he waiting for her to them, her to talk to them? Well, no. She led the chase of the foundling. She was the one that kept fight. Flew after the creature, found its nest, which they couldn't even fucking do with their jet rock packets. Like I said, stupid place to fucking set up camp. But anyway. <laughs> She's the one that ultimately saves that kid and the big, huge dude with the with the massive machine the gun. Machine gun that goes- yeah, he throws in behind her at that point, and that's when the armor says. So all this stuff happens, and and then Mando's the watching all this, and he goes, okay. "All right, all right, I'll give you." So that. I don't, I didn't mind that moment. That didn't stick in my craw. What did stick in my craw is we get a good battle to start episode three, and now with Doctor Perishing or whatever, a bit character from I can't remember if the first or second season. He was in the first season. And then this other character who I don't remember being in at all, one of Moff Gideon's. I know I don't know whether she was or she wasn't in it, but she annoyed she the shit out of me. And we get this whole ridiculous, from what I'm told, Andor esque episode where she kind of leads him astray and then they get caught and she throws him under the bus and she's lauded for this. And I'm just like Ugh. Okay, I'll tell you the one thing that this whole season does which is a very valid thing now one of the biggest problems with star wars and why i hate the episode 12 is one line from oscar isaac somehow palpatine returned okay that's their Mm -hmm. whole explanation for that entire fucking movie and every star wars fan threw up because they're like how exactly somehow he's not going to cut it my friend they are actually explaining how this happens paul this season is showing that cloning technology was actually used to create snoke who yes. was killed, yep. and they're trying to get someone with a high M count to get their blood, which is why they're trying to get Grogu's blood in the first place, because they've been trying to actually clone someone that's Force-sensitive, which is what fucking, what's his name, Gus Fring. <laughs> what's his name? <laughs> Moff Gideon. Moff Gideon, right? <laughs> that's what he's been trying to do the whole time, Gus which he does at the very end, right? So they're actually explaining how Palpatine returned, which yeah, is very yeah. important. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Right? Okay, so forget all that, but shit, I forgot what I was going to say now. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Why would you listen to any <laughs> other podcast? I'm straight now, everyone. So, um, yes. Uh, but oh, anyway, my point being is that that's why th- that is the one really useful thing that this show does. Okay. And you don't care. I, don't, I understand. I don't, I'm caring about this, this contained eight episodes. We get this whole episode around this shit. And then the first mention of Moff Gideon disappearing more. I heard maybe he escaped or whatever. And then that doesn't come to fruition until... I think, oh no, there's a horrendously, horrendously shit moment. Are you talking about the. When, whatever the guy's name is, can't remember, the the New Republic fighter is flying through all of space. Yeah, the token agent. And stumbles across the prison transport ship that Moff Gideon was on. That was fine, Paul. No, it wasn't. That was fine. The law of, like, it must be a billion, trillion, zillion to one. Beyond even that. If you were Moff Gideon and you escaped and you managed to, you, you were literally, prison heist was pulled off and you get out of there, you just blow the fuck out of that ship into atoms so it, there's no evidence of where you were. But perhaps, Paul. Dumbest fucking movie ever. No wonder Grand Admiral Thrawn is above him in the fucking rankings of things. Dumb fuck. But that was giving you the, the red herring, Paul, because like you see the, the ship blown open and now, because before that, you don't know what happened to Moff Gideon and for all you knew, you'd never hear about him again. Then you say, oh, he was liberated from that transport and there's Beskar armor in the fucking thing. We yeah. say, oh, did the Mandalorians do it? Now is there a spy in the midst? Yes. It turns out, no. <laughs> right? But like, because we all thought that that, yep. that dude, the, the dude no, Mandalorian. The point is, in terms of story writing, no, but this, this is stupid. Well, actually, though, but the reason there was Beskar in the thing is because his clone troopers yes. now are, cl- are, are clad in Beskar. Yes. So it's a red herring. That, oh, is it the Mandalorian? No, the it's not. The red well, herring. Well, it away. No, but 
<laughs> you understand what I'm saying? I want to hear you acknowledge this. How dumb it is in all of space that one ship flying along finds this hole. And then if you're the guy who has escaped, you want to leave no evidence of it. You would blow the fuck out of that. And then who knows what happened to Moff Gideon? He's disappeared until he decides to make his triumphant return. So now they're warned and it's dumb. It's fucking dumb. <laughs> what if in, in, in rescuing Moff Gideon, they didn't have some massive freighter. They had some sort of secret little, little ass Again, fucking... plan which, better. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Put bombs on the inside. Yeah, do, 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 yeah, do. Yeah. Fucking, we could do that now. Yeah, that's true. Okay. All right, fair so, enough. Like, but then is... we wouldn't have the moment of like, what happened? So... That's the wankiest. I was like, <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So that really, really annoyed me. And so by halfway through the season, I'm like, uh, this is... But they had to reintroduce like through sort of like... And I left it too late. He was barely in it at all. This is what I say. If Moff Gideon was the bad guy all the way through, the ending would have hit harder. Yes. And then even... So he got enveloped by flame. That was cool. Grogu did his powers in the very that last was episode the shit. And to, to save them all. That was cool. But can we just say this, though? Since we talked about the Darksaber, after having this thing being the, the talisman for everything of like of the fucking... It just gets crushed by Moff Gideon. And it's yeah. like, that's it. Yep. I'm like, what the fuck? That's destroyed. That's oh, it. So that's nothing. And I was like, that just... And this thing is like so powerful. Why didn't he just grab... It? <sighs> yeah. <It's laughs> very variable powers in this particular show, which they use when they wish to use them and Look not up. when they don't. I that he's got his new black armor and I call him Darth Jetpack or whatever. Like he's like he's he's that's like and he's obviously got cybernetics or something in it that makes him stronger, allowable him to crush a dark saber. That was kind of cool. And the whole since we jump into that last episode, sorry, yeah, I jumped. Well, fifth episode was the one with the pirates, which is a callback to the first episode, I think, and where Mando and Bo-Katan end up. Oh. oh, and then the Mandalorians come and fight for Carl Weathers' yes, planet yes. and get their own little tract of land. That there. was, I thought that was, that was fine. a good episode. That was all right. And that sort of fitted again. She's showing leadership and the like. So Mando's acknowledging all that. Sixth episode was the crap procedural bullshit fucking can't talk to them until you help us out thing. Seventh episode was where Moff Gideon is revealed and they have that big sort of powwow. Yes, the, with, the virtual reality. Yep. Pro- yeah, yeah. That, so, that was good. And so that now we know that, oh, they're in Mandalore. That's why they're promoting the idea that it's fucking, you know, nerfed or whatever. And now we're yeah. all, okay, fine. But then that last episode was a banger. These motherfuckers flying in and her with the Darksaber out the front, then killing motherfuckers in the air and trying to do shit. And now everyone's got Beskar armor, so they got to fucking slice them in the crack so they're fucking mm-hmm. armor and shit. Everyone's and man, taking heat. Everyone in the heel, in the in the ankle and they ankle, fall over yeah, the, the head. Yeah. That's good shit, man. That's John Wick shit, <laughs> man. Grogu jelly beating around, getting chased by those red, what are they called, Imperial Guards or whatever they they're are. They're called Praetorian Guards. Praetorian Guards, sorry. My apologies. No, but check this out, right? What did you think, Paul? And obviously, here's the throwback to that fucking... IF-88 motherfucking whatever droid. Oh, yeah, when Grogu So they put it. Drogu in a droid. No, 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 no. no. Yes, yes, all right. You can't go on this droid. <laughs> that bit was hilarious. You can't go on this. You're not old enough. It's too dangerous. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> and so you I thought really, that was amusing? What I really liked is they would show the puppetry of him going, yes, yes, yes. And then later on, he's walking along. And it's just at every step. Yes, yes, yes. yes. His <laughs> hand's not moving at all. <laughs> <laughs> There's more than that, Paul. If you were to design a droid that would fit a Grogu in it, yeah. would you not put a panel of glass in front of him instead Probably. of him just walking around? Like, he, here's my other thing, right? So the reason they gave him that robot was so that he could have the scene where he helped out Mandalore yeah, Lauren, and then picked him up. Yep. Here's the thing. Grogu could have done that all along with the Force. Mm. Okay? And also, he had that but floating pod. No, it's not as funny. But I will tell you this. That scene where Grogu is in the room with the three Praetorian guards, mm-hmm. who, by the way, killed the big motherfucking, yep. like, the, ma- the, the chain gunner. gun dude. Yep. Yeah. And him laughing as they're doing that, that was really cool. And then for Mando to actually get in there and 
Grogu's using the Force like a Jedi does, not just, like a Sith. Just move that away. Yeah, can't grab he's that. using it defensively. He's yep. not crushing anyone's face or shit yep. like that. Chip that guy over before he could kill that's right. Mando. And that's why it was cool. And that, that episode that as well, that scene where Mando has to go take out like wave after wave of the dudes. Yeah, through the... That was the shit, bro. Mando Again, can fuck anyone up. Could have done without the uh, cowardly robot getting all freaked out. But anyway. Oh, fair enough. Look, but, but I enjoyed the yes, the, the fight there and then the way that was staged. And, and he had no smoke. weapon. Yeah, and he had to improve as he went. And they were all preparing for him each way. And That's he, right. And he killed two every that time. That was a really great scene. That was cool. And yeah. I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm down. I'm done with that. And then... You so know. yeah, they win. Everyone survives. Bo-Katan is crowned whatever the king, queen, emperor, empress, fucking Top master ball. of the universe. Yep, yep. And... Din Ajaran goes back to Carweathers' planet and takes up his little off attractive land and sets up in a caravan. <laughs> yeah, that's what's happening. They're in there. They're, they're clearly, he's a man of he's a oh, Mandalore, very Spartan means because he's got that tiny ship you talked about, and here he's he's got all his land. He's just got a little fucking caravan. That's what. That's what I think. That's the that's the note. I believe they they're sitting there on the frontier and they're and waiting then for the next thing. Zoom in on Looney Tunes zoom in with, with the frog, frog and shit, and I was like, okay. And so, like I said, I think it ended really strong. It wasn't well, the like best season, that, but I still that, liked it. That can end there. It doesn't need any more. Gideon's daddy got enveloped. Well, it doesn't have to be because is that Gideon or is that a clone? That is the question. Yep. And I would, I they need to have killed him off. I don't want him to come back. Oh, it's getting a bit old. How, well, how many times can he come back from there? This is fucking Star Wars' problem. Like people die and come back from dead all the time. Let alone, and if they are actually dead, they just come back to Force. Well, it never used to be. But oh yeah, okay. The, but the Force Ghost can't do shit. So it's like, you know. I can offer silly commentary. That's, which is fine. <laughs> Much like this podcast. Think about it. Exactly. If we're not useful for that, we're not useful, Paul. So that's why I say, look, I, I still liked it. All right. I just think it was like, okay. I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to watch the next one. And here's the thing. You say at the end it can end there. I don't want it to end there, which means it did something Apparently right. It's going to be years and years from now. No, I'm not knocking it. I can understand. Look, I was like, oh, is, is that the end? Because it felt very final. We've wrapped up all the threads. There's no need. They're happy. They're content. Other than the fact we've got this foundlings or he's not anymore he's, he's whatever he's you now a recruiter or whatever yeah. he is but he's waiting for they're waiting for their next adventure well yeah he sets up that he's gonna do moral missions for the new republic because they won't patrol around the outer rim of the galaxy that's right. there that's right so there's ample room here for stuff to happen i'm not saying it's not but but they're safe they're content bo-katan's reinsta- reinstated mandalorians have the mandalore have mandalore back Happy times is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I mean, there's ten of the cunts left, but whatever. <laughs> it's a little bit more than that, but not that many. <laughs> Twelve. So yeah, it's yeah. like yeah. Good luck repopulating the planet. I know everyone's gonna have to be slammed. That's why like that, now we weeks. find out why they've got helmets on to hide all the inbreeding. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, the helmet shit. Fuck it. I I know what they're doing, right? And they like you get to see. You never get to see fucking Pedro Pascal's place because I've I've found out now that he just records his lines from wherever. No shit, right? No shit. I remember them defending that to the hilt early on, going, "No, no, Pedro Pascal's in all those." He's That's actually, horseshit. Nah, there's no way. But now they they show Katie Sackhoff because she's actually an actor yes. they can show. Who knows who's in the armors thing? Whatever. But I actually hate the fact that they're all fucking masked up. I want to see someone's face. That's me though. Yeah. I know it's better for the lore if no one shows their face, but. Man, you already took your helmet off. You well, he did all the hard work. He can't work. take it off and then have to wash himself in the waters again. Although now maybe it's easy. Like, yeah, we all take our helmets off. We just live near the water where that hopefully that mythosaur doesn't come and drag us down to our deaths. I know, and you can't pick your nose. It's fucking shit. <laughs> so it's like... <laughs> How the fuck do they eat? They, they explained it. You can take it off, but not in front of anyone. Anyway, right, okay. So you've got to go somewhere and eat. So we could absolutely have a scene of Pedro Pascal acting by himself. He did that in the first episode. In the first season, sorry. Yeah. There's actually a shot of him from behind with his helmet next to him while he's eating. Yeah, okay. And yeah, so it, that is a thing that they do explain. Can but you imagine the helmet hair? Can you imagine not How being... does anyone get laid? Exactly. 
Exactly. There's a lot of 69ing going on, I'm sure. No, wait, sorry. Backdooring. There's a lot of backdooring, and I reckon you could just Doggy get style. away with. That's you, right. could get away, the end. you could get away with going to the gym only and not caring about your hair or anything yep. because you could just like look. Here's a dick. And imagine all the fanny. pimples and shit they've all got going on. Oh fuck, it's disgusting. That's why I don't <laughs> like it. <laughs> That's all the important things here. As and we you wrap- never go out to dinner, Paul. It was just sitting yeah, around going, true. I can't take my head off. This is sh- you know what? Yeah, fuck that whole race. The Mandalorian's idiots. Anyway. <laughs> All right. <laughs> On that bombshell, Wade, what are you scoring Mandalorian season three? Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, I wanted to come back, so let's go with 69, dude. Oh, well, funnily enough, Wade, after all of that, I had a 70. Oh, wow. That was a solid three and a half. All hours. right, people. This is good. This so is Paul close. might be coming back on. Oh, Who knows? I'm on. I'm just not down for some of the terrible, terrible things that they've hey, done. Ahsoka looks good, right? Come just, on, I've not man. got any interest in it because apart from the introduction Book of Boba Fett, I don't know anything about her. She drove her dual lightsabers into the floor and then did this thing and made them zzz, cut around so she could fall through. That's the shit, baby. Mm. Oh, well, look. Yeah. Let's just see yeah. how it goes. We will see what happens next in the Star Wars universe. And you can let us know what you thought of The Mandalorian Season 3 via email at thecountdownpodcast at gmail.com on Twitter at thecountdownpc. Check out our website, website light. Yeah, that's what I was trying to get out there. Sure. The countdown podcast.com and like and follow the show through Podbean, where we host. Thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Paul. My name is Wayne. And this has been the soundboard. Game over, man. Game over. What the fuck are we going to do now? What are we going to do? John Favreau in considering season four of The Mandalorian. We'll catch you next time. See ya. See ya.